Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Thriving Lives podcast to the uh, Wednesday weekly Zoom call. Um, tonight, we are talking about staying away from diets, which is funny coming from a coach who helps you with your nutrition and things like that. But I don't like to talk about my approach as a diet. Um, we'll kind of dive into exactly what is a diet. Um, so let's actually start with the definition of what a diet is. So the, the Merriam-Webster definition of a diet is um, is the food and drink that you regularly provide or, or consume. Um, so essentially, it's what you eat on a normal basis. So that doesn't mean, you know, when, when, when I say the word diet, most of us think of eating healthy. I need to go on a diet. I need to start eating healthy. Um, and this, the, the definition that somebody comes up with in their own head will vary from person to person. Some people will say it's just what you eat on a normal basis. Some people would say it's a diet that you start a diet that has a, an end date to it because you're just trying to elicit some fat loss or whatever that, whatever that looks like. Um, you know, some people take the less is more approach when they think of dieting, they're thinking of, you know, they're just going to drop some processed foods, maybe cut out added sugars and breads. Um, but notice we're already starting to kind of eliminate some foods here. So, you know, the reason why diets, um, they don't really work is because they're the restrictive in nature. Um, and ultimately people, when they are going into a, again, quote unquote, a diet, which again, I hate that word, but the reason why they don't work though, aside from being, um, you know, over restricted for the most part is people go into them, um, with a temporary mindset, a very short term mindset. They want to get to X date. They want to get to an event. They want to get to a certain number on that scale. And it should not, it never be looked at like that because whenever you're doing that, even if you are very successful in whatever your, your goals are with that, there's an end date in mind. And that's not what we're after with this. Um, so, you know, coming, kind of coming back to it, when I say the word diet, you might also be thinking of, you know, you might pop into your head keto or Weight Watchers or Whole30, Shakeology, um, Adkins, Mediterranean, vegan, vegetarian, you know, intermittent fasting. The list goes on and on and on of all these different diets. Now, what do all these diets have in common? They are going to help you be in a calorie deficit for the most part. Um, a lot of these are cutting out a lot of processed foods. Um, things like Weight Watchers are going to have, um, again, you are restricting. They have certain certain you know snacks and stuff like that they can fit into it. But again, they're cutting the calories out of some of those. Whole30 is a great one. I think it's a good foundation in terms of we want to focus on whole foods. Um, but again, when we are saying you have to restrict yourself from all the other pleasures of life, of, of food and things of that nature, you're very restricted when you're thinking about sticking to a diet and really executing it with something like Whole30. You know, Adkins is going to be similar, not the same, but similar to, to a keto diet. You know, keto, we all know what that is, is you're not just simply cutting carbs. And I, I hate when, when somebody talks about their keto approach, because a lot of times it's, a trash way of going about it. There, there's a healthy version of keto and there's the version of keto that most people go through. They're, they're loading shit up with sour cream. They're loading. I mean, just, we're just crazy amounts of, you know, mayo and things like that. And ranch, it's like, that's not a healthy source of fat. And that's not what keto is meant to be. But so again, all these things here, um, they're not long-term approaches to literally anything. Um, I mean, I'm somebody who, who loves food and I want balance to food and, and really so should you. 
Um, you shouldn't just be happy with just completely eliminating these entire food groups. Now, there are situations, medical reasons, you know, maybe you have a gluten intolerance. Um, maybe you are allergic to certain foods. Obviously, stay away from those things. If you recognize that things are very, very bothersome to your digestive system, then yeah, those are things you want to limit or try to avoid um, at any point that you can. But completely cutting out entire food groups just generally is not the way to go. Um, and that's why nobody can ever really stick to their diet that they kind of choose. Um, another way of dieting outside of the ones I just kind of mentioned, you know, outside of those fad diets is a lot of people also take just extreme, um, measures as in they will completely cut out all, you know, meals of their day and just limit themselves to one or two small meals a day. The people that come to me that have been doing that, it's things like they're literally having, you know, a very, very small lunch and a very small dinner. When we kind of add up the calories, these people are eating anywhere from like 500 to a thousand calories. That's not, I mean, that's, that's less than what a toddler should be eating, not full grown people. Um, now, some of these that I mentioned here are they are kind of true lifestyles. You know, people that can commit to some of these things for years and sometimes a lifetime. You know, people like vegetarians and vegans, um, paleo and Mediterranean. Like these are things that can you stick to? Of course, you can. You can technically stick to literally any of the diets I just mentioned. But again, it comes down to that they're all going to lack balance. They're all going to lack moderation. They're all going to lack variety. Um, and the average person cannot stick solely to just one of these approaches. And the the flip side of that is a lot of people feel like when they cheat on a diet, when they go off plan from a diet that, well, I already, I already messed up once. So then it's easier for them to allow themselves to continue messing up. And before they know it, they're back to just eating normal things like they used to. And now they're going back to the same exact habits they always used to. And so they're not really trying to merge some of these changes and these better eating habits into their life. They're just doing this stuff for a short you know, period of time. So again, back to the reason why diets don't work. They're restrictive, as we've already mentioned quite a bit. They're temporary and short-term fixes. They set you up with unrealistic expectations as well. You know, you'll, you'll see diets that are uh, um, talked about or whatever, advertised that, hey, you can lose 20 pounds in 14 days or whatever the case is. Again, nobody should be losing that amount of weight in that short amount of time, unless you just have a ton and ton of weight to lose and it's just falling off you very, very quickly. But even then, though, we're still losing at such a fast rate that you're also going to be losing muscle mass with that. We don't want to lose weight to, to that extreme. And again, if you're hoping to lose that amount of weight in that amount of time, then you are, again, looking for some short term quick fix that's not going to allow you to maintain these results for the long term. They don't take into account, you know, things like flexibility and individual uh, individualization. They also don't take into account, you know, the aspect, the aspects of your life. And this varies from person to person and it varies day to day and week to week. Um, you know, it doesn't take into account your relationship with food, your relationship with your body and with health. Um, it, you know, both your emotional and mental state as well and the ways that you are mentally tied towards food. So completely cutting things out. Um generally is not going to be your best approach. And that's when you're going to really, really wake up to, oh my God, I have all these different ties to food and we need a healthier balance of how we go about this. Um, you know, also most of the time, nobody's guiding these people in any of these diets. So they're kind of taking it, they're doing what they've seen or what they've read about or heard about, or they're making their own little twist with it. And then on top of that, there's no reverse diet or there's no reverse out of whatever that diet was. There's no post diet plan, um, which in turn leads to that whatever that weight loss that they may, may or may not even have accomplished, then they return back to their normal way of eating, whether that's gradually or immediately, whatever the case is, 
in whatever weight they lost, they go right back to they gain all that weight back, if not more than that. And then that leads us back into kind of what we've talked about over the past couple of weeks, which uh, or a couple of weeks ago, which is about cyclical dieting, about yo-yo dieting and how to break that. And also the damages that that's going to do to your metabolism, to your hormones, and it wrecks your your overall mental gain and approach and your self-efficacy and all that good stuff. Um, so with all that said, the meal plans that I build for for all of you clients um, and for myself as well, I'm taking into account a t- couple different things. Some of them take some similar approaches to the ones I mentioned above. You know, things like keto, that is a good tool for weight loss, is a great tool for insulin resistance um, and things of that nature. But that's a tool and that is something we can use for the short term, but there needs to be a long game to this. We want to get to the point where we're not having to restrict carbs to that extent. Again, it might be something we have to do for a shorter period of time. And this kind of gets back into that short term mindset that I said we don't want. But there's a plan. There's a plan B. Once we get to this, we are reverse dieting out of that. We are getting back to a normal way of eating. We are working other food groups back in so we can, again, get back to that healthy balance. So I'm taking into account the foods you prefer to eat, also what you need to eat, of course, as well. Um, the plans that I'm building out for you, they're they're well balanced. We're not fully cutting out food groups unless there's an absolute need to um, in those, those situations. you know, There's a lot of nuances there. But they're going to prioritize whole foods. They're going to prioritize minimally minimally processed foods, and they're going to give you flexibility and some choice with this as well. And again, um, you know, most people that come to me, they are wanting to lose weight, um, at least off the, off the, off the start of things. They want to, you know, accomplish some other goals as well, develop healthier lifestyle and all that good stuff. But whenever we need to lose weight, no matter which way you split it or look at it to lose body fat, we have to be in a calorie deficit. We have to make some restrictions during the weight loss phase. But this is why, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we also talked about the phases and the seasons of dieting that we all need to go through. After we finish a cut phase, we don't just try to live there in whatever we did to cut off that weight. We now have to reintegrate more calories back into our diet. We have to, you know, add more foods back into our diet as well. Give us some freedom back as well. Um, it's very important both mentally and especially physically for your metabolism, for your hormones and all that good stuff. Um, now to lose body fat, like I said, we do need to be in a calorie deficit. And there are other factors at play, of course, but no matter which way you split and look at it, we have to um, restrict calories to some extent to be in a deficit. Now, we don't want to be doing this in an extreme way. We want to do it in a healthy way. So we want to lose, we want to cut just enough calories that we're still losing rate at a healthy, healthy rate. You know, when some, some people first start with me, they might lose five or six pounds in that first week. Majority of that's just water weight. But ultimately, what we want to see, what is sustainable and what is actually a truly healthy rate of loss is going to be about one to two pounds per week. Now, some people, they don't want to hear this. They don't want to hear that, well, fuck, I want to lose 40 pounds. And you're telling me it's going to be one to two pounds a week. That's what, 10 to 20 weeks, depending on you know the, the rate of loss that, that, that you lost with it. Um, or even longer than that, 20 to 40 weeks potentially. But again, those people that are thinking, well, how fast can I do this? You're again, trying to set yourself up for, for failure to an extent because you're, you're focused so much on the time factor versus just making sustainable and adopting sustainable changes in the way that you're, you're eating food and finding healthy balance with that. Um, so kind of getting back to it though, the, the end goal for all clients is not going to be to live at that low, low calorie point, whatever we had to do to get you down to that weight loss is to get you back to a healthy 
balanced freedom of the foods that you're eating. Um, and that takes time to do. But when we, when we stick to it, when we stick to the plan, we can get back to that that healthy balance of it. I mean, when I, when I can take a female from, you know, and I, I say female because a lot of times this is what I see is, you know, we're coming in and you might be only eating a thousand to, to twelve hundred calories. Again, that's not healthy. We need to get you up to a healthy amount of food. And also it's not fun to eat that amount of food. I mean, you, you take three or four bites of something and boom, you're already at like a 10th of your calories. We want to get you up to a healthy, a healthy balance where you can actually enjoy food and enjoy life and have balance and moderation and flexibility and all that good stuff. So we want to work you up to that, to up to that 2000 calorie mark or to more than that. We want to have you eating more than 200 grams of carbs and more than more than 60 or 70 grams of fat, ideally. Um, and we can do that. You can look and feel the way you want to and be able to eat that much food. It just takes, you know, time and manip manipulation to get you there. Uh, but again, those those other diets, they they work for the short term, but you have to at least, the very, very minimum, if you're going to do them, have to have a plan B. How are you going to reverse diet out of that? It's not just flipping the switch and going back to what, what you used to do. Um I know I just kind of rambled at you guys as always, but um, love to hear any insight, any thoughts, any any trial and error with it. I was trying to find data on like uh, I couldn't find any any good stats with it before we got on the call, but like how many diets a person tries in their lifetime, um, you know, things of that nature. I know that that number has got to be pretty high. I've seen numbers like that before. I just couldn't find it before this call. Um, but you know how many how many attempts have you guys made at at certain diets? Which of those diets have you tried before? What, you know, I'm sure there's aspects that you liked and aspects that you didn't like. Um, any thoughts or additions you guys want to make to, to what I just talked about? No worries, if not. Uh, it's Dexter, man. Um, I know it is. Me, up, <laughs> not much. Uh, for me, I, I really haven't tried any dice until I joined TLF just because, like, you know, I caught I you early. Like, I caught you early in your life. Yeah, yeah. And then I've always been like skinnier than I wanted to be. And my goal was to, you know, gain weight. So <laughs> there was no need back then for me to, I guess, really be on a diet except for, uh, you know, one that will help me gain weight, gain the muscle that I wanted. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, which again, like I said, you know, I caught you early. I caught you like in your mid-20s, uh, you know, fresh out of college and things like that. So we we got you at a good time before you know, things got out of hand or things got difficult and things of that nature. But what's, what's good though, Dexter, and, and we've talked about this so many different, different times about you in particular, is that what you're doing at this point is very sustainable. You know, at different times, do we need to, you know, pull back on calories to make it easier for you to get that food in? Yeah. And, and, and that's part of just, you know, learning yourself, learning, learning your body and learning the different seasons of your life and how to adapt with those. But everything you're doing, you, I mean, you have a, a ton of flexibility and you have a ton of experience of living in all these different phases I just mentioned, um, which then allow you to ideally never having to diet, you know, quote unquote diet, as we kind of talked about earlier in the call, but more so there's times that you might need to rein in, in, in you know, rein it in a little bit because, Hey, the scale is going up a little bit quicker. Maybe I'm feeling a bit softer, whatever the case is. It's an easy, it's a quick fix. It's a four week. Hey, let's pull back on food for a little bit and just, you know, just dial in, just get a little more consistent, eat out a little bit less, eat a little less processed foods and boom, you're back into a healthy state. Um, but yeah, Dexter, that that's, that's a hundred percent dead on dude. Anybody else have any experience with dieting? Yeah. So, um, I have actually done the uh, paleo diet before, and unfortunate for me, I saw some success with it. 
So I stuck with it and it was, it was like 96 days straight that I did it, dropped the most weight I've ever done before. Yeah. I, I, I felt great. I went from like 196 to I think 144. Um, but the second I went back to eating normal meals, you know, it, I cut out grains, I cut out dairy. Yeah. I love both. So the second I reincorporated that back into my diet, I would say within a week, week and a half, I immediately shot up probably 10 to 15 pounds, yeah. which you know wasn't super disheartening considering where I was, but, um, it, like you said, it just, it just isn't sustainable. It, it, it was easy to do for that time frame. I had that number in my head, yep. I hit that 90 days and it was, you know, solid success and it was over. There was just no way I could continue on with it. Thank, thanks for, thanks for adding that. And now, now, you know, things like paleo, you know, paleo, whole 30, those types of, of diets. I mean, there's a lot of goods of good things in there. And, and really, you know, a lot of part of our plans are similar to that in a, in a lot of different ways, focusing on those whole foods, focusing on, on uh, lower inflammatory foods and things of that nature. So it's not that it's not that any of these are inherently bad. It's just a lot of them are tough to, 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 to stick to now, like my next question to you then, Josh is, you know, did you, when, when you got to that goal weight after 96 days or whatever the case was, did you just allow yourself to say, okay, I can go back to normal, whatever normal was before those 96 days, or did you try to maintain a healthy balance of keeping those foods in? And then you just allowed yourself the freedom to add the other things in, or was it intentional? Did you say, I'm, I'm going to just go back to eating how I used to? Uh, I wanted to go back and, and put a little bit of mass back on. Cause you know, like you said, okay. you're, you're going to inevitably use some muscle with it. Yeah. Um, I, I had no focus on protein during the whole process. So obviously under eating the entire time, um, what I probably should have been, I was just pushing that deficit more and more, um, e even worse. I was taking an OMAD approach to it. So only eating dinner, that was my only meal throughout the day. All my workouts were all fasted. So I was, you know, I was, I was exhausted from that. Yeah, you process. were taking, a, you were taking an extreme approach to paleo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I right. was like, I was focused on that 90 days. I was like, sounds how like much you, you, can I sounds, lose? Sounds like you were using paleo diet type foods in a starvation diet is what. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was, it was the worst of both worlds. I, I, gotcha. I high level both of them. I was like, oh, that's easy. I can do this. You know, only eating one meal a yeah. day, making it super simple. My prep was basic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my my goal after that was I wanted to put more positive weight back on. Yeah. Um, and, and it just spiraled in the wrong direction quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, you know, which, I, which it does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't used to eating, you know, normal size meals. So just forcing myself to have three meals was hard. Yeah. Compound that with trying to track macros more with it. And it just yeah. it, it became overwhelming. And honestly, it was because I was attempting to do it the right way and just yeah. wasn't prepared for that. Yeah, no, that, that, that definitely makes sense. And when you restrict for so long, then it's like sometimes like opening up the, opening up the, the floodgates once you allow yourself to kind of have that stuff come back into it. Uh, but I will say like one, one perk to what you saw though, is the kind of self-discipline it takes to just eating only one meal a day. Not that it's a good thing, but if you could be disciplined doing that for 96 days, then shit, there's no reason why you can't be disciplined to eating five balanced meals like that are on your, your current plan. And you have variety, you have balance in life. You don't have any fully cut out things and just, uh, just 
understanding that, hey, it's going to be a longer process, but it's going to be a healthier process. It's going to be a more sustainable process. Once we get you down to whatever that goal, weight is, look is, feel is, whatever, then we can gradually add food back in. And then we just do that to a healthy balance. We don't get to force feeding you. We just get to you to a level where it's enough food freedom for you. It's enough food that you are enjoying eating that amount of food. You don't feel restricted, but you also don't feel like you're having to just force down food through your, you know, and, and just smash it more food than what you want to. So, um, so again, if you had discipline to do that extreme version before, then just apply that same discipline to having more balance. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with your comment about, you know, dieting won't work because you're restricting so much stuff. I think a lot of people who, you know, like myself, try and do it themselves. It's actually harder than working with you. I have way more options in my meal plan, provide plenty of alternatives to hit the macros I've been hit. And, you know, like I said, it's easier for me to do these five meals that are supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't aware of what those five meals should be. Yeah. So, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, just just like the, you know, um, keto, the sour cream and everything, you know, I I, yeah. I I tried keto for like two weeks. I don't like sour cream. I don't like guacamole. And those were like huge. Like pork rinds. Yeah. Yeah. Those are like huge things. I kept seeing people be like, yeah, these are my staples. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I, there's no way. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I would say the basic biggest misconception that I've learned is self dieting is actually much harder than approaching oh, yeah. somebody that's going to have a balanced plan. Well, that's the easier approach. I, I completely agree. And I appreciate that. Uh, uh, that, that stamp of approval. But on top of it, what, what those people are also lacking though, is, is what happens when, when weight loss stalls, most people, what happens is, well, I guess I got to cut out a whole nother meal. And now before, before you know it, even if you, you had the idea that you're just going to cut out that one meal, eventually it stalls again and you have to cut out more and more. And then you're, you're working harder, not necessarily smarter. And you don't, you, you have the best of intentions, but you're not working with somebody who has been there, has seen it done all these different ways and can also pivot you and can can change course of action and make other adjustments in there that maybe the average person just isn't thinking about doing. Um, so so you're you're in good hands, Josh, but I, I appreciate you giving me that a uh, little boost there, too. Yeah, for sure, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you, man. Anybody else have any thoughts about uh this topic in particular, any other trials and errors, any other crash and burns or success stories with any of these? Because again, I mean, a lot of people have come to me with great success with a lot of these types of things. But my next question is, okay, well, why are you here now then? Like what happened? Why it, why you didn't stick to it? And I think you, we can point at one of these different things, you know, back to kind of what my my notes were on that. If you didn't stick to it, what what was it? Was it the the lack of flexibility did you just get burnt out with it? Didn't know your next step. So you just close your eyes and hope for the best. Um, you know, what, what was it that you weren't able to stick to it? But again, like a lot of these things here, um, these, these diets that we just talked about, they have a lot of good things with them. They have a lot of things that you can continue to keep into, to what you're doing, just find a healthier balance whenever you come out of it. And again, that's, that's what, that's my job. That's, that's part of our communication back and forth. What, what kind of freedom do you want? You know, um, coming back to Dexter, just because we had this similar talk recently, you know, I, I asked him kind of what is his goals for the next six months or so. Um, 
And also, where is he at in terms of appetite? Can, can he handle the amount of food that we were originally trying to do to help put on size? And right now, it's just been difficult to eat that much food that we were having to. So that's where we talked about it. He communicated it. And we're like, okay, let's let's find a healthier balance. Instead of forcing you to eat more and more food, let's pull back and let's just find a healthy balance where you're enjoying the amount of food that you're eating. You have enough flexibility that you can eat out and it's not going to make it gain three or four pounds. Um, but again, that comes back to communication. It comes back to consistently following the plan. And then again, back to communication. So if you guys can do that thing, then that's, that's really all it kind of comes down to. Um, and, and, you know, just as one added little thing, if you guys hear friends and family talking about, oh, I need to start a diet or oh, I've got to do this, or I'm going to try this approach or that approach, you know, it doesn't have to be me, but recommend that not that you should be giving unsolicited advice because nobody wants that, but we also don't want to see our loved ones crash and burn and go through this this terrible cycle of losing that weight and doing very very extreme things and then causing a huge detriment to our to ourself to our health to our, our mental health or emotional health and all that stuff and and just I mean anything we want to do and I, I talk about this on social media a lot as well as the fastest way to get where you want to is to to have a mentor to have a coach to get you there. And then you can, you don't have to learn through trial and error. I mean, yes, trial and error is a part of all of it, but you don't want to learn through trial and error when it's damaging your metabolism, damaging your hormones, damaging your quality of life. Learn how to do it the right way, but also, you know, learn, learn from a coach who's been there, who's helped other people do it. Um, and that could be financial help. That could be um, literally anything. If you want to get better at yoga, hire a yoga coach or just go do more yoga with, with people that actually do that type of thing. But that, the the options are endless for whatever it is you want to get better at. Um, but anyway, though, um, I think we kind of hit that one home pretty well. I appreciate you guys all being here. This is a good call, good turnout. Must the, I don't know if the topic just struck all of you guys or if you were just all free for the night, but I appreciate you guys all being here. Thanks for your your insights and everything else. Tomorrow's check-in day. Um, I've got a, a, a pretty special announcement coming up here soon. I don't know if it'll be this week or next week, but looking forward to it. But um, anyway, I'll just keep you guys on the edge of your seat for that one. But uh, have a good night. See you guys at check-in day tomorrow and Friday, of course. And uh, let's keep kicking ass. The check-ins here recently have been awesome. Um, so I've loved seeing that. So just keep it rolling. And again, if you're struggling, I said this in the, in the message earlier on the app and on the Facebook group. You got to communicate. Don't struggle in silence. Don't think you're a lone wolf in all this. You have a coach for a reason. Use me. I'm here for you. Um, all right, guys. Have a good night.